Next on MLR Weekly, Chairman of the Board of Directors and San Diego Legion owner Ryan Patterson. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News with fixes for the Utah Warriors and Rugby World Cup updates. Plus, Rugby Morning's John Fitzpatrick with MLR headlines, rumors, and moves. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle, New York City. The world's best rugby pub. And Lean and Limber. Stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City. A sweltering New York City, but we have a great show, undeterred by the heat, uh, by the Rugby World Cup, any of that stuff. We have a great Major League Rugby show for you today, including the chairman of the board of directors and owner of the San Diego Legion, Ryan Patterson. Plus, we have Brian Ray back from America's Rugby News. But before we get to any of that, we have our recurring segment, Rugby Morning's Coffee Break, with John Fitzpatrick giving us headlines, news, and whatnot around the league. John, how are you? What do you got? Matt, I'm doing great. My boy Johnny Sexton scored two tries in his return from rugby after six months. So let's go, Ireland. Woo! Yeehaw! Next! You're definitely from upstate New York, because you said the word whatnot. But moving on. Let's start in Major League Rugby, where the Seattle Seagulls have announced a couple of moves. They announced the signing of Super Rugby Wing Tony Pulu. Interesting about Tony, he was born in California, but he moved to New Zealand at a young age. But he's signing on for Seattle in the 2024 MLR season. Okay, so he's a domestic player. I like that. The savvy signing again by the Seawolves. Note the alliteration. And whatnot is as Brooklyn as you can get. Next! Seattle also brought back a name that MLR fans will recognize. Former Austin Gilgroni's fly half Mac Mason, who was out of MLR last season, has signed with Seattle for the 2024 MLR season. Whoa, so he's back in town, Mackie. You might say it's the return of the Mac. Oh, I, I wouldn't say that. Next! Well, what's interesting about that news, Matt, is that last week Seattle traded fly half Jordan Chait to LA for scrum half Ryan Reese. Now, Matt, I'm trying to connect some dots here, but Chait plays for Tel Aviv Heat. Yes. The ownership group of Tel Aviv Heat was based in LA. Oh my ass. Are we, you know where I'm going with this? I think so. What's the question? Rumor denied that the ownership group is based in LA, same group. Yes, I can confirm or deny if I have the answer, but I don't. But it sure sure looks like that. Next! Matt, you are good. Let's move on to the Houston Sabercats. Wasserman Agency, the agency that represents Houston Sabercats fly hat Davey Kutzer, they announced that Davey will be back in Houston for the 2024 MLR season. Like that. Houston's got a good thing going on down there. Those cats have nine lives plus at the Cats Meow trademark. Next! Matt, that's all I got, but I'm excited for round two of Rugby World Cup as we continue to track some MLR players making some big plays at the tournament. Yeah, just watch Namibia, and you'll see half the MLR on that team. 
All right. Well, thank you, John, once again, and uh, your coffee break from Rugby Morning. We always appreciate it. And don't go away, fans. We'll be right back with owner of the San Diego Legion and chairman of the board of directors of Major League Rugby, Mr. Ryan Patterson, after this. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. You need your cleats? You need them tomorrow? If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now. All right, we are back, and we have the privilege and the honor of welcoming in Mr. Ryan Patterson, owner of the San Diego Legion, but also the chairman of the board of directors of Major League Rugby. Mr. Patterson, welcome to MLR Weekly. Oh, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Well, it's great for you. you're taking the time for us, and I know that this is a Major League Rugby show, but let's talk about the Rugby World Cup. Uh, I think it's super exciting. I mean, we're, uh, we're getting some preliminary feedback that the numbers in the U.S. and the viewership has been incredible, and I think that just goes to show what rugby, whatever. MLR is doing for rugby and what rugby in the U.S. can be. So we're really excited by by what's happening, and the games have been great. So, Well, I'm witnessing it front and center at the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street here in New York City, jam-packed for rugby matches. It's, you know, if you can't be in Paris, uh, you have two great options. You can go to pubs in the United States and like, <laughs> like this one, and they're packed, despite the fact that the U.S. isn't in the tournament. And you can watch on Peacock, which is another yes. great thing. I mean, how great is that? We, you know, for years, we would be locked in a, in a basement watching somebody's laptop trying to get the stream. Now we have all these matches at our disposal. Yeah, and Alex Corbacero is doing a great job on his coverage for NBC and Peacock. Yeah, it's great to see his, great to see him out there. So, but you you beat me to my Corbs plug because yeah. I'm wearing my Team Corbs shirt because he's <laughs> because he's your forwards coach. Right? He is. He is, and he's a good. He's and he's an awesome announcer. He's the energy that he brings. And you got to see him in the locker room too, Matt. When he when he raps, he's he's got quite a he's oh, got I, quite a style. So. I've had the pleasure of seeing him rap. He's one of my yeah. favorite human beings. He's just, uh, but I'm also simultaneously jealous about him because he's got he's got all the different areas that he's good in. <laughs> you know, I don't. You know, I understand, but you know, you do a pretty good job yourself, so don't sell yourself short. <laughs> right, well, I, thank you, sir. I pre- I was just fishing for a compliment there. That was well, great. You got All it. Right. <laughs> so yeah. while we're on the MLR players that are overseas, perhaps in the Rugby World Cup, what is your take on foreign players playing in the MLR? Because some, some, there are some that scream that it should be all American. What's your take on? You know, I think right now MLR has a healthy balance between domestic and international players, and that's necessary in order to raise the level of rugby that we are trying to establish here with the MLR. You know, our goal is to create a healthy rugby ecosystem that creates, you know, U.S. players and pathways so that they can play and create a pinnacle for them to stay involved in the game past being 18 years old so that there's an actual professional, professional club creating a livable wage or even more. Uh, that that's exciting for them to be a part of. But having those international players right now helps give them great exposure. You know, I mean, we personally have Ma Ananu, you know, on our team and and helping him, him helping some of the other guys here and, and how to be a professional rugby player has been instrumental in our success. Well, you brought, brought up Ma Ananu and 
I had the experience of seeing him after the loss. And, you know, you and I talked on the field about you coming on the program, but I wanted you to let let it all get the dust settled and all that stuff before you came on and talked about the final, which I know was a tough loss for you, for the San Diego Legion. But when you when I spoke to Ma'ananu, who was getting on the bus after that match, the look in his eyes told me that he was coming back because that, that was – a look of unfinished business and there wasn't anything like, uh, uh, you know, there was no in between that guy wanted to win that match. And regardless of the successes that he's had in the past on the rugby pitch, it looked to me like he was, that was the worst thing that could have ever happened to him. He, he lives in breeze Legion. He is an unbelievable person, friend, teammate. And, and, and the loss that he felt, I think was felt by everybody. And yeah, I mean, he he wants to come back and win a championship with San Diego. That 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 is his goal. Um, and he's an unbelievable competitor. I couldn't believe the shape that he came back in last year. I mean, crazy for his, you know, he he's a world class player at every level. You know, he felt it keenly. We felt it keenly. But he wants to be back to win. And, and that in itself speaks volumes about the MLR that a player of that caliber feels like at this stage in his career that that's unfinished business for him and how how much and how passionate he was about that game and the league that's great that's a great sign let's change gears a little bit but stay in your neck of the woods southern california you've got the los angeles uh franchise which was rugby atl coming in what can you tell us any updates on that um just that we're really excited they're making progress you know they're already starting to identify players and where they're going to play which we can't announce yet but uh, you know we are we're bullish on what we think this is going to help southern california overall we're excited to have that rivalry person just up the coast you know when la was there people would would love to watch that game so from from my perspective i think this is great for rugby in southern california getting to you a little bit on the personal side what line of work are you in and why did you get into and how did you get into rugby? What do, what do I do? What do I, my day job, I guess, is I'm a yeah. real estate developer, but truly I work. I mean, I spend a lot of time doing rugby, both as an individual team owner, but also trying to build the ecosystem that we're talking about, um, you know, help the USA bid for the World Cup. I, I think there's just so much around rugby that I'm excited about and what it can accomplish and seeing what we've been able to do over the last six years, moving into seven years, you know, I, I think that we can really build something here. And so I spend quite a bit of time doing that, um, you know, in a lot of different ways. Um, well, our latest initiative is the Imagine Rugby program, where we're going over the next eight years, we'll have a ball and a bag of balls in every school across the country. And we beta tested that here in San Diego. We've uh, and and is also launching in Seattle and and is already in several other you know MLR markets. Well, you've got the great stadium and you've got that that fan base that grew organically. The you know the cohorts, and yeah. you've got that community relationship. How can you uh, share with some of the other teams that might be struggling in that area? Um, to me, it's been the investment with you know, connecting with the community and then having our players out there coaching and being present. And we have some awesome people, you know, he's retired now, Ryan Mattias, but he's still with us doing community development and Mikey Teo and creating some local heroes. And even, you know, mentioned Ma'a. Ma coaches three different kids' teams with his personal time. I mean, all of those guys, Nate Odsberger, you know, all of them all give back to the community, all create this kind of 
you know, really, really amazing family atmosphere that people get to share in and, and get to feel personal connection with. And then I think for San Diego, they wanted to have a tougher, tough brand. And we've tried to bring that for them. You know, we've had a we had great success last year and it was obviously super helpful to win all our games, but one. So, you know, that 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 did a lot to to establish us with the community. But, uh, you know, we, we are present. We are present. And I think that that's what it takes is, is, is that constant relationship on and off the field. And to the venue question, as the chairman right now, and that that rotates, right? I mean, you, you guys all kind of take a shot at being chairman. Um, well, I've served for the last two years, um, or almost two years here. And, you know, I expect someone else will step up next year. So, okay. So, so you are, you're as crazy as I am because you're yeah. into this as much as I'm I, all in, I'm uh, all yeah. in. <laughs> it's, it's, it's comforting with, I, I feel like you're enabling my insanity for it was in well, a way. You know, I, I, rugby gets a hold of people, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy the way it does it. So venues. Are there will there be um, requirements for teams with their venues going forward, or at any time soon? Is it too soon to do that? Um, I think you. I think we, as an ownership group, are are aware of what we need to do and are are on the lookout to try to improve each one of our team situations because we understand that it impacts how it's viewed in both you know both as a, a you know an interaction in an event locally, but also how it looks on television. So all of the ownership group is continuously on this on the move to try to improve our stadium situation and visibility. Salary cap. What's your view on salary? Does it have to go up a little bit? I know that you know the, what what folks don't understand is that workers' comp, which is basically the health care built into this league right now, and it's in its in embryonic stages, is different state to state. You touched on the first thing with sort of workers' comp, which is unusual to the rest of the planet, right? I mean, in the way that it's structured here, we. You know, it's a it's, it's a significant cost, but our our league office has done a great job, um, and with that savings that they were able to do, and our management and our and our improvement around the healthcare for our our you know for the teams and and the and the and the athletes, we're going to see some savings this year, which we're passing on to the players. So where there will be an increase in the salary cap, you know, our goal is always to try to improve the living conditions for everybody as best we can. We tragically lost Bill Webb of the Toronto yeah. Arrows, which was a devastating loss. Certainly, rugby guy, good guy, passionate. He he was a not only just a, a great guy, but he was very involved. He's a very involved owner, and his love of the game was unbelievable. And and his love of you know and his desire to grow Canada and the Canadian rugby game was you know unprecedented so you know i i know that he and his family want that legacy to live on and they're continuously to work to support the arrows and see how that that can all work um you know i i wish them the best and our condolences to them obviously and then you know whatever we can do to support them through this yeah just a tough tough situation and we'll hope we're hoping that it works out up there and they stay in the league do you think there'll be another canadian team anytime soon um, I would love to see that happen. I mean, I think that there's a couple of areas, obviously, everybody identifies Vancouver, you know, as, as the next potential area. And, and, you know, we'd love to see that expansion happen. Um, there's a couple, you know, we think we think there's a great rugby up there, obviously. And then, you know, obviously, expansion is something that we think more rugby being played in my mind is is critical to, you know, continuing to to evolve this ecosystem. How many teams do you think there'll be in the league in 2025 when we kick off? 
2025. I'd like to see two more teams in the league, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know, you know, kind of we're, we're in some preliminary discussions, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I, I think that to me, you know, obviously controlled and smart growth of rugby, but more rugby is, is better for for all of us right now. Final thoughts, sir. Um, no, I appreciate being on. I'm excited for the, the season to come up. Um, you know, I appreciate all that you get, that you're doing to keep this game growing and the media side of it. And uh, I'm also excited that I think that I can announce too, that we're going to be, you know, North American, we're going to have the premier league, uh, rights for for the north america putting on trn so oh. continuous to expand you know rugby and its presence here in the, the US. premiership rugby will be on the rugby yeah. network yes that's awesome i'm, I'm available awesome. to fly over anytime you need me to go over to england to to do Perfect. any of those games just to let you all know. right <laughs> american get a goddamn american in that booth. there you go <laughs> all right mr ryan patterson thank you sir all right thank you so much appreciate the time you got it. We'll be right back with Brian Ray of America's Rugby News after this. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star and a supermodel scour the globe seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? With the legend that is Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, a.k.a. Ray's Rugby on Twitter, just to confuse Brian, but how are you? Just terrific. Just terrific, Matt. The World Cup is, is happening now, so it's rugby is just all-consuming at the moment. There wasn't a whole lot going on for MLR players in the World Cup. A, a quick job. I mean, really, it was just Namibia that we were looking at this week. They had Vian Conradi playing for them. Uh, he was off for a little blood sub in the first half. Uh, in their game against Italy and then was subbed off pretty early in the second half. I'm not really sure if that was, you know, a tactical decision, uh, you know, or maybe he was uh, just a little bit beat up. I'm not really sure what what uh, Alistair Kutsia, the, the coach of Namibia, is doing with him. I, I think he should be at number eight and Hardwick should be at seven. So that's a that's a strange well, one for me. Let's the get other... him on the phone. Yeah, and, and ask him what he's doing with LaRue Milan. I don't know if Milan has been injured heading into this. He missed that uh, those those games they played in the summer, the Nations Cup games. They've had Donko Berger playing at, at 12, who's a decent player. But in my mind, uh, Milan is the guy you've got to get in there. I and mean, he was outstanding all season in MLR. So I, I can't quite figure that one out either. Milan ended up playing 20 minutes in this one. He did okay. Uh, and Damien Stevens actually did fairly well at, at scrum half for them. So... You know, not a bad start uh, for, for the MLR guys in that one. Adrian Burson did not dress in this one. Tomas Cubelli did not dress for Argentina, and maybe they're wishing he did because boy, did they have a stinker against England. They were 
They were awful. Uh, Robbie Armescu didn't dress for, for uh, Romania, another team that did not show up in that game against Ireland. And uh, Well, they did I, for the first two or three the, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> enough to get a, you know, a drink from the bar maybe. But, uh, yeah, they really had a rough one. And the other guys we just haven't seen yet, we still got to see Uruguay and Samoa and Tonga uh, take the field. So, uh not a lot really to, to say about our, our I guess, you know, a couple of shout outs for a couple of former guys, uh, Augusto Bume, uh, the, the hooker for Chile, played a little bit, but really Marcelo Torrealba I thought was excellent for Chile. He's getting a, a few plaudits in the press too. You know, uh, Chile obviously defeated by Japan, but I, I thought they give a pretty fair account of themselves. So uh, I would say Torrealba, of course, the former Austin scrum half was a, was a standout. Now I got to go back to the Namibian lineup <laughs> and I got to say Donko Burger sounds like a fast food joint. As and Larue La Milan could be the sequel to Moulin Rouge. If you watched any of these World Cup matches, you gotta love the fact that they're in France and these French fans are just having all the fans are having a blast. What a great country to be zipping around, train system, everything's relatively close. Uh, I'm trying to get over there any way I can. I'm gonna I'm looking into youth hostels and buddy passes and all that because we work in rugby brian you know the drill we had no money man no money yeah. this is an open plea Send i want to come over folks all right enough of that let's switch gears let's talk about uh the mlr that's what this show's about mlr weekly let's talk about the utah warriors and what they need to do in this offseason yeah, you know, they just barely missed out uh, this past season on the postseason. It was close, uh, and they were a good team. We figured they would be in the mix, and they certainly were uh, towards the end. It was just, you know, a couple little results here or there. Uh, you know, uh, obviously that uh, that loss to Chicago uh, at home d didn't help them. Uh, I mean, a big win for them, but... Um, yeah, a, a tough season. It, it looked like they kind of had all the pieces this year to, to work their way, uh, you know, into the postseason. But, you know, new coach, Greg Cooper, coming in his first year, maybe just a few, you know, things to work out uh, uh, heading in and getting used to the kind of the MLR environment. Um, and maybe just a couple games where they, they, they let themselves down. Uh, you know, they didn't quite have that 80-minute performance. I'm sure Cooper would be looking at that. But they also had a couple injuries. Henry Bell, for example, they're an excellent uh, hooker, missed a few games, uh, you know, right and the, the meat of the season that they definitely would have liked to have him. And then Tuveri Bugacoto, their other, their Fijian, uh, got hurt right at the end of the season, uh, untimely now. Um, Bell, they're not going to have back, unfortunately. Uh, you know, he impressed even in his limited time. Uh, so he's he's gone off to Super Rugby to sign with the Highlanders. So they're going to have to get a replacement for him. I think Bugacoto is coming back. Um, we know that uh, Joey Baki is not returning. Another hooker, you know, they do uh, pick up Sam Fawagali uh, near the end of the season. He was at the USA Hawks, a young guy, but we haven't really seen him at all yet uh, in MLR. So, so he'll be one to watch. They do have a lot of young guys on this team. Um, so it kind of looks like they're set up for succession. So I'm not uh, with Utah. I don't think it's a big overhaul that, that we're looking at. Um, they've got good depth pretty much across the field. I mean, they had Fisher, they had Cruze, they've got Tomasu Tonga coming up. They're strong in the midfield. They're strong out wide. If they can keep everybody healthy, uh, I think they're a team to watch this year. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure, you know, maybe another lock. We don't know how long Saya Uhila is going to uh, stick around. Of course, he's, you know, getting up there in years. Ali Khalifi, another one. Does he have another year in him? But 
You know, they've got some young guys in behind them. So just little pieces uh, here and there. I think it's going to be more a case of, uh, you know, uh, they got a couple of new faces coming in and the staff it, it, just melding them in and getting, uh, you know, and firing right from the get go. Great coach, by the way. You mentioned him, Greg Cooper, and he's got uh, those guys playing on all cylinders for the most part. You know, there hasn't been that dip. Oh, the, the Utah Warriors, there was a 60 minute team. We haven't seen that. We saw the one hiccup when they needed to win at home to secure the playoff win. But then they went into New York on the last game of the season, and they stunned New York. I mean, that was a that was such a win. And it's the first time in their history they had 10 wins, and there's only three other teams that had more than 10 wins, right? So, you know, that's a pretty good season. They were, they were arguably in the tougher division, despite the fact that the East disproved everybody with that notion by the Free Jacks winning the championship and New York winning it last year. So every year we seem to say the West is loaded and the West is going to run away with it, and then the East goes ahead and win it, wins it. But that's 10 wins in that tough division where those teams are beating up on each other out in the West. So a very good season. And as you said, they, they have these players coming in, and you don't know about Khalifi, but they've got – and they have seem to always have depth in the front row, which gives you a puncher's chance. Yeah, you know, they've got Emerson Pryor, this young Canadian who took another step forward uh, this past season. Gabe Kettering, who they picked up in the draft uh, the year before, he didn't play at all. He, he was injured, so it'd be interesting if he can come in and make an impact if, if Khalifi's stepping back. Uh, you know, they've still got Franco Vandenberg, I think that's South African at, at loose head. At tight head, they're stacked. You kind of wonder if they might have to make a trade here because... They now have three eagle capped eagles. They got Paul Mullen, they got Angus McClellan, and now they've got Takaji Young Yen who's coming up. He's uh, with the Eagles right now, getting ready for this game and against Khalifi, Tulis. Of course, you know. Yeah, Khalifi can play tight head as well. Uh, you know, and they have Elijah Hayes, another youngster who is with the USA Hawks. I would think one of them will move on in this offseason. They've also got Sam Buckley, I should mention yeah. him as well. Who used to, uh, you know, he was in the Northampton Academy, played well at Lindenwood. They picked him up in the draft. Didn't play at all last year because he's an import, but I, I believe he's going to be U.S. eligible this coming season. Connor Burns, another one who didn't get much game time this past season because he was an import. He's now U.S. eligible heading in the season. Uh, that's two uh, more quality players adding to their list, two young guys. So uh, I think they're set up well. You know, you, you got to tip your cap a, kit, a, a bit to Brandon Sparks, the outgoing GM who, who helped put this team together. I don't know who's... Uh, filling his uh, kind of boots. I don't know if Greg Cooper's kind of taking on a dual role or whatever, but certainly uh, Brandon did a great job there. And, you know, you have to say Sean Davies as well, stepping away. He's been uh, replaced by uh, Brandon O'Mara coming over from the American Raptors as the attack coach. I think they're looking for uh, one more coach assistant to help Greg Cooper. So to really fill out that staff, but uh, no, I think they're in a good place. I think Utah's doing a great job with the community. They've really built yeah. up that part of their program. I think they've got a, a great venue, a great stadium. It's, uh, you know, the fans come out and support them. So I think Utah's in a, in a great place. And you said it, the West was just a tough division. To, they had a good year and they just, somebody had to miss out. And it seems like they were just the odd one out. And you have no ill will toward them, despite the fact that your arrows can't play at home during all these months, yet go play in a blizzard in Utah. Yeah, well, you know, these things happen. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, final thoughts, Brian. Hey, uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing a few more of these uh, these MLR guys, and certainly the ones that are coming in. Uh, you know, st- really uh, getting a proper run out at this World Cup. I know it's just started, whatever, but uh, you know, everybody's fired up, especially after that Wales versus Fiji game that really I think lifted what was a little bit of a sluggish start to the tournament. So really looking forward, especially to see uh, Uruguay play, and I'm sure the Miami fans can't wait to see you know Ardao and Enciarte and Echeverri strut their stuff. I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll impress. Well, uh, I'm just, I'm still stunned about Argentina, what happened against England. It's just ridiculous. And also what caught my eye was the uniforms from South Africa playing in like mint. What the Dreadful. F- was that? But, Dreadful. you know, uh, I can't wait to see the Romanian Rambo, Rob Irmiscu, get on the pitch. Again, I got to reiter- re- reiterate what a great story he is. And I guarantee you, He gets back in the MLR with some team based on this Rugby World Cup. On that note, I want to thank Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning, Mr. Ryan Patterson of the San Diego Legion. Thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the critically acclaimed The Rugby Odds, the college rugby wrap-up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Join our weekly newsletter. Tell a friend about us. And please sign up for our American Red Cross blood donor team. 